Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Lizzie. And we're queer people who love movies. This is Subtextual. All right. All right. All right. Does everybody have their Coronas? Lizzie, do you have your whole 30 Corona in front of you? Bada bing, bada boom. Nice. It's water. (laughs) We're all drinking Corona today uh, in celebration of the fast and the furious. It's not fast and furious. It made my researching so hard that, <laughs> that there is fast and furious and the fast and the furious. It's wait, so infuriating. They're two separate movies. Wait, which we're talking about like the first one, right? Like the yeah. number one one. Number one starting from the bottom, the fast and the furious. Got it. Yeah. Got they it. did away with all of those unnecessary words like seven movies later. But um Yes, The Fast and the Furious. Lizzie, do you like this movie? I think so. Like, I'm a sucker for an action movie, but Mm -hmm. honestly, I couldn't tell you one goddamn thing about it. Vin (laughs) Diesel. I know Vin Diesel. I don't have scorn for it, which is how I usually (laughs) mark things that I hate. So no scorn. So Okay, cool. So I think you were in the place I was where... This film is like culturally in the canon, like everyone kind of knows what happens in these movies and you don't really need to see them. But um, I put it on the other day because I was watching Kimmy, the Soderbergh movie, Mm. and it was so bad that I like had to stop in the middle and change the channel. And the thing that was recommended after that was The Fast and the Furious. And I was like, you know what? I don't really think I remember any part of this movie. (laughs) So I put it on because it was like an hour and a half. And holy shit, is this movie gay? No. Dude, it is so gay. Oh my God. I mean, I had an inkling because we're now discussing it, but <laughs> like that never that never registered to me as a preteen or whatever. No, I, I I think the audience that it was geared for would never pick up on it. Mm. And I don't think they Ooh, you know, that's our favorite, the super subtext. Exactly. They don't see us coming like watching <laughs> these masculine movies because we're bored, but we're like, I, touch his butt, touch his butt. <gasps> he touched his butt. You saw that? You saw that? Yes. I mean, <laughs> the fact that they have cars in this movie that like personify so many of their emotions, like when somebody drives each other's car, when someone works on another person's car, it's like basically <sighs> a sex act. <gasps> so those things like that are so telling. And there's so many moments of that, of, of you know, transactional, you know, processing of emotions through like, you know, grunting and working on cars and like touching each other's gear shifts exactly putting it in the next gear yeah it's like if drive my car was the straightest thing you could imagine which it is not (laughs) we all know the driver of drive my car is yay exactly so this movie is fun i didn't see it coming halfway through my girlfriend was like shouldn't you be taking notes and i was like it is gay right (laughs) (laughs) shouldn't you be taking notes i love that and the more research i do about this film the more clear it is that it's it's queer or at least queer baiting or it's queer and maybe it doesn't even know it so let me talk to you a little bit about the production and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about so so queer it's clear like that's kind of a bumper sticker we should make right yeah it's queerly it's clearly (laughs) clearly they're into each other (laughs) exactly yeah i'm surprised no one uses that that phrase. It's going It's going on the merch booth. Yeah, it's going in the merch. Absolutely. Um, so this movie was released in 2001, a cool over 20 years ago, and it looks like it. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I've been having a resurgence of watching films from the early 2000s, and they're all gold, golden. Mm-hmm. So good. And it's paced like an action movie from the 2000s. It looks like it. The graphics are horrendous. The music is terrible. How many pairs of 
low slung jeans are there? Oh my God. So many like tank tops, the yes. most terrible jeans you've ever seen in your life. Everybody like is, the layering of two tank tops over each other. Yeah. You know there's, I mean? Yeah. It's so mask while being like, ugh, it's so out of touch. Ugh, there's so many different things and like, oh, it's just so bad. Okay. Let me get into it and we'll, we'll see. Let's get into it. So it was directed by a guy named Rob Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. No. <laughs> He's the third color. I was like, there's another one. Okay. He just does Okay, the, the alcohol is finally getting to me. Okay, okay, because okay, you gagged. Um, no, his name is Rob Cohen, and this is the movie that he's most known for, second most being Triple X, which is also starring Vin Diesel. Mm, okay. Yeah, so these are all movies your dad loved, and you kind of remember hearing in the background as you, like, played with your toys. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> as I was researching this, I... As I do with every movie that I'm not sure if I'm going to pick or not, I type in the title of The Fast and the Furious, and then I type in gay. Oh my God, that's <laughs> actually really genius. Yeah, and so um, I found out that this movie was inspired by a bunch of other movies, but most particularly Rebel Without a Cause, hmm. which is known, regarded, and like completely accepted as like a queer film and was just layered in subtext at the time when it was released in the 1950s, but is now accepted as being just like complete gay canon. Wow, we definitely got to put that on the future episode list. I, I love that movie. I remember watching it in my Christian like high school during like a day when, you know, the teacher was sick, so they just put on a movie. <laughs> that why that movie? movie? <laughs> so there's a full list of films I saw in school that I'm like, why this? The Crucible <laughs> is another one of them, which I also think is kind of gay. Yeah. But anyway, I remember watching it in some parts being like, should we? Should we tell the teacher this is playing? Yeah, like, this is I kind of like horny. Yeah, I'm getting horny. Yes. So if you listeners aren't familiar with Rebel Without a Cause, I'm going to kind of vaguely go over it, but it, it deserves its whole ass episode, which it will be getting. But Rebel Without a Cause follows the relationship. And I, you know, they would like you to think it's a friendship, but mm -hmm. it is a relationship between Jim and Plato. Jim is played by James Dean and Plato is played by Sal Minio. And we follow their relationship as they search for understanding and acceptance in their society. And this film was so gay that at the time... How gay was it? At the time, a code officer had, had to send a memo to Warner Brothers, the executive producers, and say... This is what the memo reads. It is, of course, vital that there be no inference of a questionable or homosexual relationship between Plato and Jim. Their chemistry is too good. These two men are too hot and they're getting too close to one another. Exactly. Fix it. Yeah. I mean, some of like the film contains basically their their like devotions of love, declarations of love for each other, oh, wow. as well as like a myriad of other gay archetypes. You see like one of them dies, of course. Mm -hmm. But what this film has in common with The Fast and the Furious is obviously it's inspired by it. So you see like the friendship, but these films both concede to being straight. They, they don't want to accept that they're gay, but they do embrace this idea of a chosen family, mm -hmm. which is inherently very queer. Yeah. So while they don't accept that they're gay, they do accept that they have these like huge gay themes in them. Yeah. Like all these qualities and relationships like mimic that of queer people. Mm -hmm. But you're, but both of these movies are very much like man movies. Yeah. Which is, I mean, there's definitely something to that too. Yeah. A writer named Keith Garcia wrote an article for 
uh, website called birthmoviesdeath.com. Mm. And he says that the Fast and the Furious movies focus on complicated guys who discover feelings for other men while on a path of partnering amid do or die one-upsmanship, feelings that make them shoot guns, drive fast, and punch things in an effort to process. Oh, oh we've seen that before in a recent movie. Oh, yeah, Brokeback Mountain. There's that scene where mm-hmm. Heath Ledger is like so overcome by his emotions. He just like almost vomits and like punches a wall and like gets into a million fights with his lover, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, we see this a lot in movies with gay men or subtextual films about men where their relationship reads very clearly as queer, but they don't have the words for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have to feel things through like these actionable feats and it just reads so gay to me. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't remember a single damn thing about this movie, but I'm so excited to hear that it is homoerotic. I love that you just like stumbled upon this so organically. I swear, I really like tried to take some me time and do things that are not for work <laughs> or this podcast. And then I fucking put on the Fast and the Furious thinking, surely this won't surely, be gay. Yeah. <laughs> I think at this point we could put on like Curious George or something and be like, this is gay too? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You get out, you're like, no pad. And you're like, okay. Oh, fine. I'm Curious George. Am I right? Get on the wiki. Yeah. Curious George. Bye, Curious I'm unable and unwilling. Okay. Well, I have the synopsis here. I don't want to give too much away because you don't really remember it. So the synopsis is man plus man plus cars Mm -hmm. equals gay. Okay. Got it. For sure. For sure. You're following me. Okay, great. So the movie starts out and we see three black Honda Civics on a stretch of highway and they surround an 18-wheeler and begin like carjacking it Mm. in the most ridiculous, stupid way I've ever seen like a carjacking take place. Like they could, with that many cars around an 18-wheeler, you can probably get them to pull over. Mm -hmm. You can probably blow out a tire and get them to pull over. You know, they're trying to rob whatever is in the back of this Like while it's still moving, of course. While it's still moving. So a Honda Civic comes out in front of it and like takes a grappling hook and shoots it through the truck's window as they're all going like 80 on the highway. And then they like climb up the grappling hook, which I'm like, why? There's better ways, but. Yeah. And then they take control of the truck. And it's just a little bit of exposition that we see like that these carjackings are happening. Okay. You know, my first car was a Honda Civic. Let me tell you what, baby, that shit ain't going 80 miles an hour. No way, no how. These must have been magically induced, souped up Honda Civics. Honda Civics. You didn't have NOS, apparently. I didn't. Are you familiar with NOS? Because it's a huge part of this movie. NOS. Oh, that's like when they like hit the pedal and it goes. Yeah. We'll, oh. we'll get more into that and, and the science behind that. Science. The gay science? The gay science behind that later. But that's a thing. So we we meet all of our characters at the Toretto Cafe. So Vin Diesel's character is named Dominic Toretto and they own like a body shop, I think in like a grocery store, like a little market. It's like that little cafe in the L word. Yes, it's the planet. It's the planet. It's the gay planet planet. for this world. (laughs) And we see Paul Walker enter and he orders a sandwich from Mia uh, Toretto, who is played by Jordana Brewster of Debs, if you lesbians remember Mm. Debs, or The Faculty is my favorite role of hers. She's super hot, super pretty. Would you like to see a picture of her? She's like traditionally beautiful and I'm untraditionally attracted to her. (laughs) Jordana Brewster um, 
was the second choice for this role. Who's so first? it was initially written for Eliza Dushku. <gasps> yes, which makes a oh, lot of sense. Man, that would have been so much better. I know. All oh. the all the bisexuals out there would have lived. All the Buffy stands, oh, myself yes. included, would have lived. Myself included too. And it makes sense when you watch this role in this film because I mean Eliza Dushku had just gotten off of Bring It On. This was like the following year. So it's very much in the vein of that character that she played Missy in Bring It On and um she has like that, upper arm tattoos, yeah. Probably. Just like very beautiful, but can handle herself mm-hmm. around like all these strong personalities. And um, interesting enough, uh, other people auditioned for this role but didn't get it. Uh, the people include Kirsten Dunst, our favorite seat filler. She's so little. Our favorite seat filler. <laughs> Uh, also from Bring It On, Sarah Michelle Gellar, also from Buffy, Jessica Beale, which I can kind of see for this, and then apparently Natalie Portman. Sure. I, she was considered for everything. I just don't buy when people say Natalie Portman auditioned for something. I just really don't buy that. What? What do you mean? Like that she just like absorbs her roles? No, but like you see it when you look at any movie's trivia on IMDb. It was like, Natalie Portman. Yeah. I'm like, no, she fucking didn't. <laughs> no, she was not. No, like she she takes like four roles every decade and they're all very serious. Like even in 2001, what, what was she doing in 2001? Um, was she doing? Attack of the Clone? No. Was this one of the Star Wars? What's the first? Phantom Menace? Is that Oh, yeah, that was in 2001, wasn't it? Or that's when it was released, maybe? I take that back. Maybe she was in her flop era. She could have very well auditioned for this. (laughs) Flop era? What what would you consider her flop era? The Star Wars, dude. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I've seen seen worse. She redeemed it with the SNL rap about it all. That's a small woman with a lot of rage. Yes, exactly. I'm I'm laughing because I'm thinking of putting Vin Diesel next to Natalie Portman and being like, they're siblings. Oh, no. Yeah, because Jordana Brewster, no. who plays Mia Toretto, it's Dominic Toretto's Vin Diesel's sister. Okay, yeah. No, Eliza Dushku is the best choice for this, and it didn't happen. And we're only marginally upset about it. Yeah, so you, I'm just painting a picture here in your mind for who this character is supposed to be. But this movie is so poorly written. Holy shit. <laughs> This movie had, had has won some like Teen Choice Awards or something. Nothing of like actual merit, but they've also won some like stinker awards. And um, they really should have won a terrible award for how bad the writing is. So Brian O'Connor, who is played by Paul Walker, walks into the Toretto Cafe and orders a tuna fish sandwich with no crusts. No grown man would fucking no order that. No grown ass man. You know, I'm not going to start nitpicking on all this stuff because I really could and I would be here forever. But Why just not? Let's go. Trust me when I tell you how bad this writing is. It's like <laughs> not even worth repeating. So he's like eating this disgusting sandwich. <laughs> and we see the like Fast and the Furious crew roll up. So like the rest of Dom's friends roll up. And the one of the guy named one of the guys of this crew named Vince, who is a misogynist and is obsessed with Mia, doesn't like that Brian's like flirting with her. Mm-hmm. And so he like picks a fight with Brian. And the first exchange between two men you see in this movie, the character Vince, this like machismo man, drops the F slur, calls like Brian a F word. Oh, that's very telling. I know. I'm like classy, right? And then they start like fist fighting and Dom comes out from the cafe, like back office or something and like breaks them up. And... It's just so homoerotic. Like, all of these fight scenes are done with, like, limited to terrible dialogue. (laughs) And they're so, 
clearly just wanting to like fucking touch each other. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's at one part of me is like excited that they're touching. And then another part of me is like, why does it have to be like this? Yeah. Why can't they just like shake hands and like give a long hug or something? Yeah. So that's the first taste of the crew. Doesn't leave a great feeling in your mouth. Um, it doesn't leave a great feeling in your mouth. I don't like the way you phrase that. <laughs> well, you know, mouthfeel. No, what's mouthfeel? That's a word, mouthfeel. I don't think mouthfeel is a word. Is <laughs> it's like a culinary word or yeah, something, like right? Yeah, like umami. Uh, <laughs> it's one of those invented yes, culinary like words. Mouthfeel. It's like a little... Mm, I've you never know when you drink a Slurpee, it's like a mouthfeel. Just because you can feel food in your mouth does not mean it's a mouthfeel. Okay, moving okay. along. We're, I'm picking the wrong targets here. And so later on, we're at the car parts shop and we see NOS. So I thought NOS was just an energy drink. I should have got one in celebration of recording this, but it stands for nitrous oxide. And all we need to know is that it makes cars go fast. Is this a real thing? I think. Okay. Yeah, I think people actually use this, but I don't think to the extent of how they use it in this movie. And I'll, I'll have some comments on that later because it's a bit much. Um, so we fast forward to a street race and Ja Rule is here, of course. Sure, why not? He's taking a day off from planning Firefest yeah. 2002 and uh, had it's, some time. It's baby Ja Rule, so he just has like the light of Firefest in his eyes like it's not a real thing yet. It's just simmering back there. <laughs> and... Brian is there with his little tricked out car and all these men at this like street fight proceed to like flirt with each other about their cars in a way that's like really cute. And so somebody comes up to Brian's car and they're like, what's under the hood? And he's like, he basically like blushes and he's like, you'll have to see for yourself. And they like pop the hood. All of these like interactions with cars are, I understand, complete sexual innuendos. And like he basically just got fingered by this guy. Wow. And the, all the other guys are, like, asking Brian, like, we haven't seen you before. Like, what are you doing here? And Brian says he's waiting for Dom. And the other guys are like, get in line is what <gasps> they say. No. Yes. They say get in line. <laughs> this movie is so gay. Dude, it is so you know fucking gay. I, I was watching it <laughs> unfold before my eyes and I was like. This has to be an alternate reality where I'm seeing a different version of this movie. Yeah. You're like, is, am I coloring this with how I'm seeing this? And then they say shit like this and you're like, nope, that's a gay. Yeah. If I had selective hearing, the dialogue wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So um, Dom arrives. We see that his girlfriend is Michelle Rodriguez. She doesn't play a huge part in this movie. But I just want to mention her so you're not like, why didn't she say she was in there? Because she's like an out bisexual woman. She's in it. She's hot. Just so you know. So Wait, can I look at a picture of her real quick? Yeah, you don't I know what she looks like? I think I do, but I want to make sure it's the right gal that I'm thinking about. She dated Cara Delevingne. Oh. Yeah. And she was, they. she had a relationship with Vin Diesel while they were shooting this movie. That's cute. Oh, yes. Is that cute? I yes. Know. I think she's actually the one I ended up having the crush on. When I saw this film before. Yeah, she's a hottie. What do you mean, is she cute? Yeah, she is. She's super. No, you, when I said her and Vin Diesel were together, you're like, that's cute. I was like, is that, I don't know if he's cute. Yeah, Vin Diesel's cute. Vin Diesel is, is bisexual approved. Approved. Actually, he was questioned about his sexuality after the success of this film. And he like dodged really? the question in a really weird way. Huh. And was like, you know, I prefer to date in Europe. 
I prefer to date in Europe. And I'm where like, people don't ask you questions because you want to kiss that boys. Mean, huh? Want to date in Europe? I don't want to date in Europe. Yeah, he he like he said a bunch of weird dodgy things, but didn't deny or confirm any of it, and then just said he likes to date in Europe. <laughs> that sounds like a very What's that? Gay panic. Yes. As someone, I read a comment on his, his, him saying that. And a guy was like, this serves when like the gay guy's like, yeah, my girlfriend goes to a different school. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, oh, she's in Europe. Got it. Exactly. Okay. Well, good to know. Noted. So everybody's going to start racing and there's a $2,000 buy-in to be a part of this like quarter mile race. Mm -hmm. And Brian doesn't have the money to buy in but he says he's gonna like put the pink slip of his car so if he loses they get his car which is like Whoa. it seems like a really nice car i don't know no, anything that's pretty about ballsy i want any car even if you're like two thousand dollar nissan versa was up you'd be like well this is my car <laughs> it is a whole car it's a whole fucking car wheels and all it's i walked away from this movie knowing less about cars i'm pretty <laughs> sure but there's a um i don't know why like maybe our like algorithms are linked but i was on youtube doing um, research for my episode uh-huh. and like the next video that came up while I was watching something about Charlize Theron was a car dude like explains all the cars in the Fast and Furious franchise so he goes like one by one and like talks about the cars yeah I was like how did they know <laughs> how, did, how did they know I needed this we information need to stop sharing like accounts <laughs> I know our algorithms are super fucked so Brian wagers his car which seems to be worth a lot of money so they start this race, and like I said, the race is supposed to be a quarter mile, and they make references throughout the movie that a quarter mile should take a good car nine or ten seconds to finish this race. Yet this scene lasts, like, over three minutes. Huh. <laughs> the scene of them, like, actually racing. And so I mentioned the NOS earlier, but so NOS is like this tank of gas mm-hmm. that, like, combusts in your engine and makes your car go fast. Mm-hmm. But they use it so liberally in this movie that it kind of loses all effect whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like anytime anyone's racing anyone, they'll just press the like go fast button mm-hmm. and then win the race. Right. So it left me wondering like, how is this, fr- how are there nine movies in this franchise? Like they must have to adopt better ways of winning races because this like pressing a button and winning is kind of lame. You know how like at the end of every Power Rangers episode, they just become the big Power Ranger. Right. And you're like, why didn't you just become that big one in the Earlier. first place? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we see about like seven different people press the NOS button like seven different times. Mm. And uh, Dom ends up winning. And he expects Brian to be sad because he's losing his car, but Brian is smiling and he said, I almost had you. And Yeah, you did. It was so cute. They're like walking around the car to each other and like flirty banter. And like Brian is smiling like from ear to ear. He's like cheesing and Dom is just like dominating him and like belittling him in front of all these people. And Brian is smiling and he looks for a second over to Mia and like you see like the butterfly f- feelings happen to him or whatever. And you realize very quickly that, like, Mia is a proxy for Dom. Yeah, absolutely. literally just the female version of him. Yeah. And he gets, and Brian gets to deflect all of his romantic feelings just straight over to her. He gets to, like, toss him over to her, even though he's, like, feeling them directly from Dom. He'd be like, I didn't mean to blow that kiss at you. Oh, no, sorry. Mm -hmm. I was looking at her standing directly behind you. Yeah, the one that's basically you, genetically. Exactly. Yes. Oh, my God. Good so clock. It's really cute. I 
I really had to try not to show you every scene in this movie because <laughs> everything is so gay. I really can't overstate that. So after this little cute little banter and, and flirting, the cops come and break up the street fight. And so they all like leave in different directions. Dom is at one point like on foot being chased by the police and Brian pulls up in his car and picks him up like damsel in distress. But wait, isn't that Brian? It's in Brian's car, Dom's now. Yes, you know, technically. Technically, they're like, oh, we're together in your car. I know. It's all it's all so metaphorical. Ugh, it's yeah. all so sexual. This like picking someone up in the car and who's driving the car and Yeah. You know who's in charge. Yeah. The ownership of things is all very sexual. And so they're driving around as as they're evading the police and Dom confronts Brian and, and he's like, you know, I looked you up and I, I knew you were like locked up in juvie for like boosting cars or whatever, which I'm like Swoon, why were you looking him up? Mm. That's kind of cute. Also, like, if I put rims on my car, is that going to, like, get me arrested? Because <laughs> I'm too old for juvie now. Boosting, I think, means stealing. Like, jacking cars. You mean, you thought, like, he boosting. was, he like, was I heard, arrested for, like, suspending his car higher? Well, like, like, boosting it. Like, making it better. <laughs> <laughs> Shows you how much I knew about cars. Dude, yeah, I thought I didn't know shit. Okay, so Dom is confiding in Brian that he did, like, look him up or whatever, and they have a lot of things in common. It's so cute. And so as they're bonding over their, like, checkered past or whatever, they wander into, like, a rival gang's territory. Um, not, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds about, like, the different rivals and crews and shit because it really doesn't matter. But the leader of this rival gang is, like, so hot. His name is Johnny Tran. And they effectively just, like, destroy Brian's car. Oh, no. The car that he was going to give to Dom for losing. His present to Dom. I know. His so, pebble. Yeah. His, like, what would you consider that? Not, like, your virginity, but, like, his love. Yeah. Was destroyed. His love token. Exactly. So they, like, they get home to Toretto's house and... There's like a party happening inside and Brian's like, okay, I'll see you later. And like goes to walk off and he's kind of like looking back like, oh, sounds fun oh, in there. Yeah, sounds fun. drinking beer in there. Oh, come on. I drink beer. Yeah. Toretto's like, come on, come inside. Pass the vibe check. Is there like, is there like an age gap between these two? Um, I think I read that Dom's character is supposed to be 24, but Vin Diesel was actually 34 when shooting it. Hmm. So, and then I know that Michelle Rodriguez and Jordana Brewster didn't even have their learner's permits. So I think the actors portraying these characters, age difference is significant, but I think that they're all meant to be just like a few years apart. Gotcha. Because like just hearing it, it kind of reads that like Vin Diesel's like this older guy who's been on the street a little bit longer. And mm -hmm. Paul Walker's like this young stud just straight out of juvie. And he's got it like show him the ropes a little bit. Yeah, that's a rebel without a causeism. That's like what you're getting from that. Oh, absolutely. Also, when you were talking about the street race, I got very like grease from that, which Kaniki and Danny Zuko have like. Oh, they've made out. Yeah. And like there's no way Rizzo is straight. Oh, no. Nor why. No way. Stalker Channing. Yeah, yeah. That's a lesbian uh, woman. Yes. Um, anyway. So Brian passes the vibe check. They go into the Toretto party and everyone is like, they all the men like puff up their chest when they see Brian. They're like, what's this guy doing here? And he was like, this guy saved me from the cops while you guys weren't doing shit. Mm. So he goes up to Vince, the guy that called Brian the F slur. Mm -hmm. And like, he's like, hey, is this your beer? And Vince is like, yeah. And he like grabs Vince's beer and he takes it over to Brian. And he's like, would you like a beer? 
And so sweet. He's like, you could have a Corona or a Corona, which is why we're drinking Corona today. <laughs> which, corona or Corona. This is my, it's my favorite line in the whole movie. It's the only like thing I think a person <laughs> yeah. would ever say. You can have a Corona or you can have a Corona. Mm-hmm. Brian takes the beer, wipes the w- rim with his T-shirt and then like puts it to his lips and like looks Vince in the eye and like drinks it like seductively. Like that's my man now. <sighs> I know it's very the favorite as well. Like. Everyone's vying to be Dom's, like, best friend. And Dom is aware of that and is, like, putting it on people very graciously, like, when they deserve the attention. Like, oh, I'll spend some time with you, Mm -hmm. but uh, not tomorrow. Too much. Exactly. Like, very cat and mouse, very favored. So... Vince gets so pissed off, he, like, immediately goes to Dom and he's like, why are you friends with this guy? Why are you bringing this guy around? He's, like, jealous. Then Dom sees... One of the other crew members, like a male crew member, like making out with like a woman. And he goes, take it upstairs. You can't detail a car with a cover on. You can't detail. Oh, like you can't have sex with your clothes on? Yeah, which is what he means. But like you see this like objectification Mm, of women the whole time. But you also see that women are being treated like cars. Yeah. And like sex is cars and you can have sex with a car. Right. (laughs) So it's like you can either have sex with a woman or you can get in a car with a man. And that means you're having sex with him. Yeah. Every sexual thing is just like a car innuendo. And women are clearly objectified. And it's, it's weird and it's odd and whatever. But Dom eventually tells Brian, like, you know, you still owe me a car. Yeah. So they're like, they're going to be seeing a lot more of each other. Yeah. And then after this, Brian is driving around town and he gets pulled over by the police and he gets arrested. And then we see that the police take him to an agency and he's uncuffed and he's revealed as an undercover agent. Wait, Paul Walker? Yeah. Is a cop? Yeah, Brian O'Connor is a he's cop. He's a narc? He's a fucking narc, dude. <gasps> Oh. And the and one of the guys that arrests him is Buffalo Bill, which is doesn't yeah. neither here nor there, but just oh. so you can visualize it. Fun fact. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't I like see that. that coming. I was gagged. Yeah. I I did not see that coming. Is he also like proficient in Russian and <laughs> escape and evasion? I mean, obviously he's great at escape and evasion. Safe cracking. <laughs> Safe cracking. Yeah. Yes. He's not a James Bond level undercover agent, but he does know about cars and he is has been sent into the Toretto territory. Infiltrate. Yeah, to see who in these Honda Civics have been jacking these 18-wheelers. Oh, yes. So he maintains that it's not Toretto. He thinks like it's like a bunch of other people, but he's under a lot of pressure to figure out who the fuck these people are. Yeah. So later on at the shop, Brian brings Dom a car, which is like this disgusting fucked up car, but they can salvage it and make it a 10-second car. And Mia says at one point, she says to Brian, Dom owns you now. And he's like... Okay. <laughs> like, sounds good. He's like, he holds the title, if you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, the pink slip was, like, very sexual as well. Yeah, pink slip just sounds like your virginity card or a something. pink slip sounds like a vagina. Yeah, not true. I mean, I'm just saying it like it is. Dom then tells Brian that he wants Brian to race for him at a race called Race Wars, which is, like, a, such a bad name. Uh, that's bad. Jeez, I couldn't think of a worse name. And they were considering that for the title of this movie. Race Wars? Yeah. Fast and the Furious is doesn't make a whole ton of sense, but I like it more. It's the Fast and the Furious. I'm sorry, it's not the Pixies, okay? <laughs> Pixies and the Furious. Um, so later on, they're having barbecue and... Brian is helping 
Dom makes some chicken and, and Vince shows up to the barbecue and he sees Brian and he leaves in like a huff and he's like, you've got all the help you can get. <laughs> oh, men, am I right? Men. Vince comes back and they end up just having a nice barbecue and they're cleaning up after and the guys are in the living room watching a movie and Brian is helping Mia like wash up the dishes. And when Vince comes in and see, sees Brian washing the dishes, he says, after that, wash my car. And when you're done, put on your favorite dress because I'm putting you on the street where you belong, cutie. Hold on, let me unpack that for a second. It's like a run-on sentence as well. What does that mean? He's like calling him a streetwalker, but like a good one because he's washing his dishes. Yeah, can you he, please explain it to me? It's a lot. So like, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. This Vince character is pretty stupid, which they you know make very evident. But because he has like a hard time making popcorn in the microwave, <laughs> <laughs> and. So he's jumping one, he's already called him gay. He's doing that again, but he's also saying like, you're pretty and also you're a sex worker. Like he's saying, if you were a woman sex worker, I would have sex with you and you'd be cool. Like we would work. He's like, not only are you a woman because you're washing the dishes, but you're also a hot sex worker. Yeah. It's just a bit of a leap, you know? But like all those things combined equal something that is like, they're sexually acknowledging each other or he's sexually acknowledging Paul Walker. Yeah. He's cute. Paul Walker is so cute in this movie. He's like tan. He's got like the sparkling eyes. He would look good in a dress. Is Paul Walker like upset or like embarrassed by that? Or is he like? (laughs) Yeah. So anytime these like gay comments are made at Brian's character, he kind of just smolders and like maintains eye contact with these guys, which is like a little hot, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm not denying it. But yeah, he never gets upset. He never gets offended that he's yeah. called any of these things, which, you know, I don't know. When when people yell gay slurs, my first thought is like internalized homophobia. Yeah. Uh, so him like maintaining this eye contact and being very assured of himself just like reads to me, Laura, like he knows what's happening with this Vince character and he's just going to let him work it out. And he's not, and Brian's not even concerned with it. Or he is like queer and he's like not ashamed of it. So he's like, sure, call me queer. Yeah. It doesn't say it again. Exactly. Uh, Later, while Brian is working on his car at the Toretto shop, Dom asks him if he has any plans for tonight. And Brian says that he'll be going out with Mia. And Dom says, you break her heart, I break your neck. Yeah. That's what boys in movies, brothers in movies have to say. Yeah. And Brian says, that's not going to happen. And they gaze into each other's eyes for like an uncomfortable amount of time where I'm reading it as an audience member, like you break my heart. Yeah. And and Brian's like, that won't happen. Baby. And it's only solidified by the next scene where Dom takes Brian to his house because he wants to show him something. Mm-hmm. Dom opens the garage door and shows Brian a car that Dom's father built before he died. Mm. And they have this like very vulnerable conversation. And I'm going to show it to you really quickly. Okay. Oh, oh I want to watch it. I watched my dad burn to death. I remembered hearing him scream. But the people that were there said that he had died before the tanks blew. They said it was me who was screaming. 
I live my life a quarter mile at a time. Nothing else matters, not the mortgage, not the store, not my team and all their bullshit. For those 10 seconds or less, I'm free. Holy shit, what do you think of that scene, Lizzie? Um, yeah. Paul Walker's gay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can definitely see how you were watching this, like, what the, what the, <laughs> is this really happening? Because it is, I mean, the dialogue is just so cheesy and the way it's performed is so cheesy, but I, I could see they're trying to build this, like, moment where they're like, I've never told this to anyone. You know, and for someone, like, as machismo as Vin Diesel to, like, bear himself, that he bears himself to this, like, new guy that like multiple people at this point have like fingered as being gay he's like he knows i think he knows what he's setting himself up for and it is like a sweet moment like i'm glad vin has someone other than his sister i'm assuming to like talk to about his father's death i also think that's a weird whatever i'm not gonna go into like how his grief is like coming out and like the only way i'm happy is if i'm racing at 120 (laughs) just like my father died you know like yeah whatever that's fine what do you think about it? I want to draw some correlations with like the previous scene because this is happens right after Dom says like you break her heart and he like stares into Brian's eyes. He takes him immediately to this place with just like a few words like I have to show you something. And then he shows him this car that his father has built and has what the audience I think is meant to believe like an incredibly vulnerable moment that this man has probably never shared with anybody else. Right. Like this is your father. This is incredibly traumatic. And then I'm left thinking, this is Mia's father. Yeah. He's in a relationship with Mia. Right. So shouldn't Mia be telling him this story? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like another placeholder thing. Like Vin Diesel's a placeholder for Mia. Like if I'm supposed to believe that the romantic relationship here is between Brian and Mia, I think... I would have taken more of that if I saw Mia oh, bear her soul. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm saying like, if he's in a relationship with Mia, that's the kind of thing I would, this is the story I would see Mia telling him. Absolutely. And us getting to know her more. But yeah. it's like the relationship here that matters is Dom and Brian. Yeah. And this scene is like bookended between like the break your heart thing. And then it's bookended with the next scene where Brian is on a dinner date with Mia and just only talks about Dom the entire time. <laughs> You're kidding. I am not kidding. The whole date is him asking Mia questions about Dom. What? I know. This is so gay. I know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting you. Like if you go back and you watch this, it's astounding. Oh my God. So, you know, Brian's asking Mia about Dom and Mia comments, he's like gravity Everything gets pulled to him, even you. So, yeah, she sees what's going on. Yeah, I think it's very clear to her what's happening. And Brian says, like, the only thing that pulled me in was you being friends with your brother as a bonus, which, um, based on the screen time of this fucking movie, is just bullshit. We see Mia say, like, two sentences. Right. Yeah, so uh, that's completely not true. Uh, Wrong. (laughs) So... Uh, later at Race Wars, which, come on, the fucking Race name of this is so bad. Um, 
Brian sees Dom leave with Vince and Letty, like in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I'm still a cop. I'm still investigating this thing. So. Oh, right. He's a cop. Okay. He sees him leave and he's like, maybe they're the ones jacking these cars. He's like at a loss because he's under a lot of pressure from the FBI or whatever. So he breaks his cover with Mia and he's like, listen, every FBI member is trying to come down on Dom. And if you don't help me stop him from jacking this car, then he's going to like prison. And Mia's like, you're a cop. And then they yeah. have the whole, like, you're a cop thing for a while. And so they're, like, trying – Brian is actively trying to to not let Dom get arrested. Right. Dom and his crew are the ones that have been jacking these 18-wheelers in this Honda Civic crusade. And this time they're trying to get into an 18-wheeler and the, the driver has a shotgun. <laughs> and it goes, like, south immediately. <gasps> and Vince is, like, ended up being, like, dragged from the car – his arm with like a wire mm. I know and then Brian has to show up and break his cup like and blow his cover with everyone and say he's a cop and get everyone airlifted because they're almost like dying oh no and Vince probably or what's his name Vin Diesel mm -hmm. Dom Dom and Dom probably feels so betrayed so betrayed they have these like long mm, angry stares at each other how could you yeah and he's like I'm trying to protect you or <sighs> men say to each other when they're driving cars and are cops <laughs> um, so then Dom and Brian end up in this like chase where like Brian is chasing Dom and they like stop at a light and their cars are right up next to each other. And Dom's is in his dad's car, that car he showed him from earlier. And the chase has now become just like a race, like yeah. a quarter mile race. And it's a moment at, in this movie where they're racing a quarter mile to a tr oncoming train. Shit. So it's giving... It's like chicken a little bit. Yeah, but it's also giving like Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Where they're like looking at each other's eyes, silently agreeing to basically commit suicide. Like who's going to die first? Exactly. So they're like revving the engine, the lights turn green, and they like haul ass. Oh my God. And they're hitting Nas, like so much Nas is being, I don't know, lots of Nas in this moment. And they miss the train by like a hair and they look, they're looking at each other and they're smiling oh. and they land on the other side and Dom gets T-boned <gasps> in his dad's car and goes like <gasps> spinning out. No. I know. So... Brian, like, runs over and, like, carries Dom out of the car. Oh. So cute. <laughs> and there's, like, sirens in the background, like, the police are coming. And Brian says, I still owe you a 10-second car and, like, throws Dom the keys. Oh, I know. So he can escape. To his car. Mm. So Dom escapes in Brian's car. Yeah. I mean, well, they have to have at least 11 more films in the franchise. Yeah. So obviously there's like 17,000 more of these <sighs> movies. I don't know if any of them are as gay as this, but like the ending really like makes you question like if the car is a metaphor, what does this act signify? And like two, why would Brian O'Connor, who is an FBI agent, risk it all for Dom? Right. Like, what, what do you think? I mean... If we're thinking about this realistically, like if Brian was an actual FBI professional, the only reason he would risk it all for someone he knows is a known criminal, like actually committing these crimes is if I think he like he becomes too close to the subject. You know what I mean? If mm -hmm. he becomes 
emotionally involved. So, I, I mean, I'm sure you're painting. I mean, you seem to be pretty like neutral, actually. Like you're not painting it too gay. Like to me, it just sounds like these two people have hella chemistry. Mm-hmm. They hella like each other for whatever reasons. We don't know. Friendship, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like he's like, I don't want this person to sit in jail for 30 years. So I'm going to give him my car and I'm going to say, fuck my job. Which doesn't happen a lot in real life, I'm sure. I don't know. Yeah. And like before he enters this chase with Dom, he interacts with Mia again. He could give Mia the keys. Like Mia could get away. Or like Mia's (gasps) not implicated in the car jackings, but I think she is complicit in like the planning of it. So like she could be held responsible. So like he could help Mia get away, but he like doesn't. He helps Dom get away. Yeah, I totally see what you mean. How like Mia is just kind of like the appropriate stand-in for mm-hmm. Dom, uh, for Brian's relationship and feelings for Dom. Mm-hmm. But it's like pretty clear because of screen time and also of interactions and also of chemistry and how they act. Like it's just funny how like these two characters can act this way and we can still be like, yeah, they're friends. They only care, only friendship feelings, only, 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 you know, mm-hmm. like we just accept when it's to us at least seems so obvious and to other people too. Cause I saw that like trailer that's like fast and furious has a gay film. And I'm like, well, it just is a gay film. Yeah. There's so many fan edits online of Dom and Brian, like gazing at each other with their muscles. And it's like, so clear just based on screen time that like if we're supposed to believe that this is all about chosen family sure Mm -hmm. but like friendships and movies don't usually get this much time on screen so with a budget of 38 million a tiny little budget tiny a tight 38 mil just a tight 38 milli the film grossed 207 million 283 thousand nine hundred and twenty five dollars worldwide yeah a lot of money. And it like kicked off a fucking franchise. Yeah, the franchise now includes nine films with two more set to be produced and released in the coming years. And it's just a complete blockbuster. Yeah. I don't know if any of the other films are as gay as this one. If you guys like this episode and you want me to do the other movies, yeah. I mean, like... I'm probably going to watch them anyway, so why not? But I mean, I'm definitely curious for you to at least watch the next one or the one after, whatever yeah. one looks best. And and just, I'm just curious, did they keep up this chemistry? Yeah, I, I would love to to follow up on this. So from critics, it received an average of like a five out of 10 stars, which is pretty average for a film of this genre. And while most people who enjoy this film are not gay. Uh, <laughs> or they don't say. yeah. A lot of gay people do maintain that this is, like, at least subtextual, if not, like, overtly homoerotic and gay. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go home and watch this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's download. How do you feel? (sighs) I'm so pleasantly surprised. I, like, this is a dream for me, like, a film that is not at all slated at all to be queer, like, somehow is very much in the queer canon. Like, that's what subtextual is all about. You know what I mean? This is a petty four on the subtextual dessert plate. <laughs> this is like a corny Sean. Yeah. It's the, it's the best bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a bonus. Like, yeah. you really don't. I really, really, truly just like auto rolled into this movie because I was watching <laughs> Kimmy and it sucks so bad. And it's so pleasantly gay that like, now I want to go back to all the other movies my dad loves and yeah. see if he's gay. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure all those movies are a little like. Well, it's funny when I look at the letterbox reviews for like fried green tomatoes, where it's like, this is my mom's favorite movie. Hmm. (laughs) My father loves Fast and Furious. Yeah. Hmm. 
Anyways, <laughs> anyways. let's not read into that. <laughs> so you want to score it? Yeah, let's score it. So the subtextual score works on how gay is it and how good is it. And then those scores are averaged and we get a subtextual score overall out of 10. Okay, one out of 10, how gay would you say it is? Um, like a five. Yeah, I think... I think I will also, you know what? I think I'll give it a six and a half. Six and a half. Because the subtext is just thick. Yeah. Yeah. Juicy. How good is it? <laughs> um, I mean, it's like good in terms of action movie. I guess I'll also give it a five. Yeah. I'll give it a four on how good is it. Yeah. So let's let's run the math here. So we've got. This probably won't be our highest rated. Should we hit the Nas button and boost the score up? <laughs> you know, but pre Nas, this film is a five point one two five stars. But we can hit the Nas. Hit the Nas and just make it a even six. No, that's way too much. No, too much. Five and a half. Yeah, let's, five point two. Let's give it a five point two five. So at least it's okay. a round quarter. We'll, we'll give some nods for it. This is the first film we've cheated on to give a higher <laughs> score. I want you to know. Just put it out there. It doesn't matter. Uh, I also want to give a note just for Lee. You don't have to leave this in, but this film won some stinker awards for like being bad. It won like an award for invasive soundtrack. <laughs> But invasive. Uh, as bad as this film was, I walked away still maintaining the sound editing has, has to be one of the worst things I've ever experienced. <laughs> My girlfriend can sleep through anything. She was sleeping through this entire, you know, we were watching Kimmy. She slept through that whole thing. But the car volume, like the car race volume, which is 70% of the movie, is at like 150%. <laughs> and then whenever they say any dialogue, they're basically whispering. So I've never had to use my remote control like as much. <laughs> because my girlfriend just kept waking up. That's so fucking funny. Yeah. So Lee, don't, maybe don't watch that movie unless you want to punish yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what not to do. Yes. Uh, so Sam, what the fuck do you learn? I learned that Nas is not just an energy drink. It's like basically a superpower, I guess, for straight people with cars. Like a science superpower. Yeah. I learned that this has opened up a whole nother genre of movies for us to take a spyglass to. <laughs> and just curious, what are all the other gay action movies out there? Yeah, they like Easter egged all these gay movies into action movies in the 2000s, which only our fathers would have seen. Yeah. It's like very smart. You think we wouldn't watch these, but we're going back. Yeah. You know, like my, one of my father's favorite films, favorite action films that we watched a lot was um, was Men in Black. Uh, I wish that movie was gay, but I've seen Isn't it recently. That? I don't think it is. Uh, that's okay. It's, but maybe. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I've been known to dig some shit out of You've been nothing. known to reach a time or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Subtextual is produced by Lee Garcia and Bruno Doria Engineered by Lee Garcia Your hosts are Lizzie Guitro and Sam De La Fuente Editing by Lizzie Music by DJ No Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Letterboxd At SubtextualPod If you'd like to support the show Feel free to find us on Patreon.com Slash SubtextualPod 